Hi, and welcome to today's episode of the Profit Productivity Podcast. It's your host, Michael Tipper. Who else would it be? Now, in yesterday's episode, I talked about how a new direction in the podcast, or a new direction in my life, my development, has opened up for me. Well, when I say opened up for me, it's been a an area of development that I know for some time I've needed to address, but I've been avoiding it or sidestepping it or just denying that it needs to be addressed. But I've realised that it actually has to be done uh, now. And so that's what I talked about yesterday. And this is about sort of self-esteem, um, self-worth, self-concept and getting to the bottom of that. But I also mentioned that it ties in with a new coaching development programme that I'm about to undertake. And I just want to share that and that started yesterday. And I just wanted to share my experiences of that so far because the two are going to go hand in hand because fundamentally a lot of a, a lot of about a lot of what I need to do in developing my own self-esteem, self-worth, self-concept is around the development of my emotional intelligence, which I think is probably lacking in uh, quite significantly in some areas. And so this program that I'm doing actually builds foundations for that. So actually, it's almost like it's come at exactly the right time. So this is all about the positive intelligence quotient. Now, um, Shirzad Shamin uh, is a, a New York Times bestselling author. Um, he's a Stanford lecturer and is a passionate coach and has been developing coaches uh, for a long time. And he has written a book called, I think it's called The Positive Intelligence Quotient. Um, I would check. Um, yeah, I think it's called that. And the uh, thrust of the book is about understanding a number of things. I'll explain what those are. So uh, the aim of this program, which, which he's given away for free. So this program, I think he's done a couple of times now, but basically he is, it's his gift to the world. And you have to apply to get on the program and then be accepted, obviously. Um, but there was definitely a, a, an application process to go through in order to work out whether you're the right sort of person to be on it. And basically he's looking for coaches who make a difference in the world who recognize that actually there's a fundamental flaw with coaching, which I'll talk about in a second, and he wants to help people overcome that fundamental flaw. And his aim is to have coaches have 10 times the impact with their clients and then increase their number of clients by 10 times. So he's hoping to 100x the impact that individual coaches have on the world by those two mechanisms. And... I was attracted to it for a number of reasons, and primarily it was about uh, the impact of long-term change in development. I'll talk about that in a second. But also by the integrity of the guy. So I watched the video. I was invited by a colleague, someone I, I massive respect for. And so when they recommend something, I go and have a look, and I checked it out. And basically there was this video from um, Shazad explaining what he's trying to do, and I liked the guy straight away. Um, was very impressed with... Uh, what he was uh, aiming to achieve, uh, exp explained what the process would be. And I thought, right, I'm going I'm to apply for this. So I applied for it, got accepted. And this was just before Christmas. And so this program started uh, yesterday. And now the format of it, it's a seven-week development program. And they've got an app. Um, and every week, uh, Sh uh, Shizad does a video, about an hour-long video, explaining a concept of the system he's talking about. He then explains how you're going to apply it. And through the app and doing exercises, uh, you apply the, the technique to yourself first of all. So the key thing is about understanding your own development and your own uh, processing uh, of this stuff so that you can help others. And uh, that's really important. So I was, I, was, I was impressed with that as a concept. So you've got video training, you apply it, and then you have a, um, a pod. 
a group of people who you work with that acts as an accountability group because research has shown that you are five times more likely to apply something when you've got peer-to-peer accountability. So that's the format. Now, this is the thing that really attracted me to this process was the impact of long-term change. Now, I've been in the development world for 20-odd years, 25 years. And one of the things that I have seen in certainly my own self-development is that sometimes the changes I make uh, don't last very, very long. Or indeed, the changes I've been part of with other people often don't last very long. And it's something that bothers those of us in, in, in development. Uh, and I can remember when I was running a leadership program in a large uh, organization, utility company here in the UK, we spent a lot of money every year developing leadership training. And after the second, I think first or second year, we did an assessment of how much was being applied. And actually, we suppressed the results. Because whilst the quality of the training was absolutely brilliant, the impact it was have, the long-term development of the skills and behaviors that we had shared just, ty- just died off, just died off. And not because the quality of training was any bad, w- w- was bad, it was just because of the way things are with the majority of people. It's a common problem. So, and there are three reasons uh, Shizad says that this is for. The first one is often development training treats the symptoms, not the problem. Now, I'm a big fan of this as a concept, and I talk about it as going upstream, that when you're looking at, uh, in the context of productivity, for example, when you're looking at a challenge that you have with um, not getting things done, then often the symptoms of it, oh, too much email, or um, not enough time to be able to do things, or things are too complicated, actually are symptomatic of a deeper problem. And unless you do analysis like a, current reality tree analysis from theory of constraints or a 5Y analysis, all you're going to be doing is treating the symptoms. Now, our brains like the symptoms because the, the symptoms are obvious. They're there. We use what's called system one thinking because it's the default thing. It's easy to see. I can see something. I'll deal with it. When actually what we need to do is think deeper and go to what's called system two thinking to really analyze and understand what is actually going on. When you get to the bottom of those things, then you are going to actually... Uh, fix the problem. So he says the majority of training, a lot of training, a lot of coaching doesn't get deep enough to solve the problem. So if you don't solve the problem, the problem's going to stay there and you're going to keep getting symptoms. The next thing he talked about, and this is something else that I've been a big fan of, although I word it quite, quite differently. He says a lot of development work stops at insight and doesn't build the muscle of behavior. Now, over the last four or five years, I've come to realize that the accumulation of knowledge and information has been the uh, uh, has been the way most people have developed themselves and i've realized again this is in my own development because i've got loads and loads of books and if i'd only apply just it's in 10 of the best books in here i would never have any problems whatsoever um, but I keep accumulating knowledge and accumulating information. And I've seen that with people I've worked with as well. And certainly in this internet day and age when we're, we're bombarded by soundbite type content, 10 ways to do this, three ways to do that, the best way to do this, the best way to do that, uh, five things you should do that will take five minutes or less. We, 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 we get a hit of positivity of dopamine, of the excitement of the possibility of us, maybe if we applied that, that that seems to be enough. And actually applying it is a different matter completely. And so he talks about stopping insight and not developing behavior. And I've always talked about you shift from knowledge-based development to behavior-based development. It's the behaviors and the habits. It's what you do is the important thing. And so that resonated with me. And then the other thing that um, I not really appreciated this, he talked about having a common operating system. 
And it took me a while to understand the point he was making, but he started talking about if you looked at all the different models and ideas and approaches, they're not necessarily a one-size-fits-all. Aspects of some of them will work for some people. But he said, you really need to get to the fundamentals of what is at the base of what is going on and change that la- that level, because otherwise the change is not going to work at all. And so I like that. And that's what drew me to this approach. And he talked about his operating system. And fundamentally, he says, we have um, an operating system that has what he calls saboteurs. He says there are 10 saboteurs. And these are, uh, one, for example, is the judge. So that the, when you're judging yourself, judging others. So there are others as well. And part of the process is going to be learning about them. So I can't recite them from memory because I don't know them yet. But he says you've got these 10 saboteurs that are negative, uh, create a negative behaviors. And they are often rooted in fear uh, and the emotions of stress um, uh, and the emotions of fear. And they are can be quite destructive. And it says the other side, you've got the sages, which are five um, behaviors, five approaches, five attitudes, which uh, are lead to happiness. And so what he talked about is that we have sages, we have saboteurs in our operating system, and that we will fundamentally have a so if you've had some particular event in the past, let's say, for example, you've been rejected at some point in the past, then what will happen, you'll have had a response to that, which will have created a neural pathway. Now, let's say you hated rejection, you want to avoid it, you would create a negative reaction to it. Now, every time you get rejected for having made that neural connection the first time, the second time you've got a, an easier path for the brain to follow because you've already been down there before. So the next time you go down, you feel rejected, you feel bad about it, so that neural pathway gets stronger. And the next time it happens again, it gets stronger and stronger. So eventually, automatically, every time that you get rejected, you have this neural pathway towards this negative behavior or this negative response. And so if you've got that, then and it's an unpleasant experience, then what will happen is you'll probably avoid being rejected. <laughs> Uh, and sometimes in, in life, you just have to experience rejection. So that may suddenly find yourself limiting your behaviors uh, and limiting you having a good life. So he talks about the, the, the neuroscience of these things. And basically what he said is that the saboteur is rooted in the brainstem, in the emotional brain, and in parts of the, I think, the left side of the brain. Whereas the sage-type behaviors are rooted in the right side of the brain. And I'm just drawing from memory now from what he said in terms of the neuroscience of it. I'm just trying to go through my notes just see if I can actually get uh, where they are. Um, and I can't remember exactly where they are. But I'll, I'll got the, I've got the notes and I will, I, I will have a look at those, uh, see if I can pull it out. So I'm just scanning through here to see if I can find <laughs> where it all is. It's just not jumping out at me now. But it's a different part of the brain. And so what he says, the relationship between your sage behaviours and your saboteur behaviours will be a direct uh, correlation to your level of happiness and your level of performance, i.e. how much of your potential you're actually tapping into. And he says at the fundamental level, based on him working with um, hundreds of CEOs and their executive teams, hundreds of thousands of people, uh, done research uh, and done lots of MRI scans to see how this works, he's found what he believes is the operating system. So that's the operating system. And um, so in this first session, he starts talking about uh, what he described as your uh, self-command switch. 
because he says there are three muscles you need to develop to be able to take control of your thinking, take control of your happiness, your performance. The first one is you need to intercept when the saboteur or one of your saboteurs takes control and you need to weaken the saboteur. The other one then you need to do is strengthen the sage and shift your focus towards the sage. Now, they, they operate in different parts of the brain. And the way you do that is through the self-command. You switch from one to the other. And essentially, this is about the use of mindfulness. So when you become mindful, so for example, if you start, if you closed your eyes right now and um, just relaxed and sat in a comfortable upright position and then took one finger uh, on one hand and, and rubbed it against the, the tip of the finger on the other hand, just started really noticing the sensations in your fingertips to the extent where you can try and feel the ridges on the fingertips, then what you do, when you get into that level of attention and focus in the physical reality, then you start to turn down ever so slightly the parts of the brain where the saboteur resides and turn up ever so slightly the parts of the brain where the sage resides. So what you do, you start rewiring your brain more towards the part of the brain or the activity in the brain where your sage, this is responsible for your happiness and for your uh, performance, where that resides. And so by, and he calls these PQ reps, so positive intelligence quotient, he says the shorthand form of that is PQ. And these reps are designed for two things. First of all, they're designed to strengthen the wiring in this part of the brain. Secondly, they're designed to interrupt so part of the process of, of being able to suddenly start operating at a much better level, leading to greater levels of happiness, leading to greater levels of performance, is to recognize when the saboteur kicks in, then have the uh, awareness to be able to notice that, and then the mental strength to be able to do one of these PQ reps in order to turn down the part of the brain where the saboteur has kicked in and turn up the part of the brain where the sage uh, resides and switch you to a more resourceful state to be able to see the moment as an opportunity to grow. And that fundamentally is what this whole system is about. So the program over the next seven weeks is going to be about understanding that level of self-control, weakening the, the, the key saboteurs that are the ones that seem to dominate of the ten, strengthen the sage, and then apply it in your daily lives. And that's what I'm going through. So I thought I'd share that with you because um, just to recommend the book, the Positive Intelligence Quotient by Shirzad Shamin. Uh, just go and check it out and see if you can find ways of getting on the next version. I'm sure he's going to do this again. But certainly from what I've seen of the book, um, the first eight chapters that I've read, then a lot of the information is in there. So I'm sharing that with you because I need to self-reflect on what I've learned. I've just gone through and summarized my notes there for you so that I can for myself, think, okay, what have I learned from this? And I've, uh, and it's helping strengthen the, the knowledge, the insight into what this change is about. And as he says, is that most people stop at the insight. And now, having got that insight, I'm now going to start looking at how I can use these things to develop my own skills in this. And that's what this whole week's about. I've got my first pod meeting tomorrow. Uh, with the other three members of my pod and we're going to talk about this and then the app itself has a series of exercises to train the mindfulness muscle because essentially that's all about mindfulness although he does go to great length to say it is mindfulness it is meditation however instead of you just doing it when you're sat in your comfortable meditation chair in the morning or in the evening when you do it the way he structured the exercises are is that there are things that you can do 
in the moment, in the day, without having to go and sit somewhere with cross-legged and go uh, close your eyes and light the incense candles. It's about doing it in the moment. And so that's where he makes that distinction. So that's today's episode. Uh, over the coming uh, weeks, I'm going to be focused on this and its, and its application to me because I think it has a lot to do with being productive to developing productive peak performance because he always he talks about this has been a foundation for peak performance but this is really important because i've often found that the things that have got in the way of me being productive are the amygdala hijacks i get when i get angry or frustrated with something or if i just feel down or linked to um low self-esteem where sometimes i feel like i can't or i get this sinking feeling that actually i shouldn't be doing this or i don't deserve this and that gets in the way and all that is is the saboteur kicking in and taking control. And when I read the description about the saboteurs, it suddenly made sense. And actually, this was a way of understanding better what was going on in myself. And actually, it seemed to be, it seemed to offer a route out of that. So that's why I'm so excited about this. So I'm also going to uh, look at uh, self-esteem uh, and, and go beyond there. Um, that might actually be unnecessary, depending on this, but I still think there might be an element of understanding that a little bit better so I can maybe apply myself more effectively. So that's today's episode. Until tomorrow. <laughs>